Welcome to Moving Forward. I'm your host, Lynn Swanner. On this podcast, I'll interview forward-thinking Christian school leaders and educators on best practice, innovative approaches, and new opportunities in Christian education. Hello, my name is Lynn Swanner, and I'm the Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer at ACSI. And today, I'm so excited to have with me David Kinneman, who's the president of the Barna Group and the author of the books, Faith for Exiles, Good Faith, You Lost Me, and Unchristian. And since 1995, David's directed interviews with more than 2 million individuals and overseen thousands of U.S. and global research studies, working with churches, nonprofits, businesses ranging from film studios to financial services. And ACSI was very privileged to work with Barna in the past in our multiple choice, how parents sort education options in a changing market. Now we're one of several partners in Barna's new project on teens around the world. So David, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today to unpack this research for a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely, Lynn. It's a pleasure to join you. And ACSI has been a longtime partner of Barna. We're so pleased that that's the case. So thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, so can we start off by having you just tell us about the study and really why it's the first of its kind in scope? Yeah, I'd be happy to. We're interviewing uh, more than 25,000 teenagers, 13 to 17, around the world, more than 25 countries, um, more than a dozen languages. Uh, It is the first study of its kind that looks at the spirituality of teenagers around the world in the scientific sort of social research way that Barna does. Uh, where we get to listen in on an emerging generation and hear their thoughts and perspectives about a, a range of different issues. We're, we're studying issues related to their perceptions of the person and work of Jesus, number one. Uh, we're also looking at their attitudes towards scripture and the Bible and sacred texts. Uh, and then we're also looking at their orientation toward causes and poverty and issues around the world, things that they want to make a difference in. So it's a wide-ranging study, super exciting. We're at the front end. We've collected all the data. Um, we collected it all during the pandemic or sort of in the last you know, six months. Uh, so um, I think that's going to make it have a longer self, shelf life. And then uh, we're really excited. We're kind of at the front end of really analyzing the data, beginning to understand the story, what it tells us about this uh, really incredible generation around the world. So I know for, for my part, it's been great to be a part of the team and sort of see some of this start to come in. And, and one of the things I'm excited about is the overarching title of the study, which is at the open generation. Can you talk a little bit why that title was chosen as you looked and started seeing some of these results coming in for the study? Yeah, I'm excited about the title too. Um, uh, A few years ago, we did a big study called The Connected Generation, uh, which was on 18 to 35 year olds. And then as we started to look at teenagers, um, uh, I think it was my idea that we could have this amazing title called The Global Teens Report. (laughs) And uh, that was uh, so boring, it was voted down, Uh, but it was was fine. It was just like, I think think the idea of trying to understand and name the key theme uh, was a really cool idea. And so as the team, our team and the partners, I know Lynn, you've been a part of those meetings, as we began to look at the data, there was this real sense that these teenagers are very open. They're open to Jesus. They're open to scripture. They're open to others. They, they're open to the world around them. Um, they're sort of open to everything and anything. Um, and there's some downside to that, but there's this real sense that they're open, they're um, available. They're sort of a blank slate of a generation uh, onto which I think God is writing his story. And uh, I think there's some really amazing things that we're learning. So the open generation, 13 to 17 year olds, were, were uh, so honored to be able to tell their story and have them through the data tell their own stories. 
Yeah, so one of the encouraging things as I was sort of reading some of the drafts of the journals that were coming out was that the teens really viewed adults as trustworthy sources when it comes to faith, you know, maybe even more than social media, maybe potentially even more than other people in their orbits, really those adults that uh, are still viewed as trustworthy. Can you share some of those findings? And I think they're particularly encouraging for Christian school leaders as really Christian schools are seeking to have that life on life engagement between the adults in the school and students. Yeah, it's one of the consistent themes we've been seeing in this research and other previous uh, research um, uh, with Gen Z uh, is that they really do trust and value the input of adults. Um, and when intergenerational relationships are at their best, they really are the magic by which you know uh, people are formed. Um, I think I think I saw this in a in a documentary once with Mr. Rogers. It's like we're loved into loving, and we're sort of taught into teaching, and we're we're um, we're we're uh, able to understand generosity by seeing other people who are generous, and and so um, there's a lot of reasons why I think Christian education is so important. Um, it is a, a minefield. It is challenging. Uh, this generation, you know, they're smart. They're connected. They're ambitious. They're um, they're open. Uh, there's lots of good. There's lots of challenges. All the social issues of the day. How do we teach biblical truth? Um, and what we're really seeing is that this generation, they really do want the input. They do trust older adults when it, when it comes to issues of like why they have um, learned to understand scripture. Um, it's often in the context of the relationships around them. Um, so just recognizing that I think this generation really, they're open, they're open to the input of uh, older adults. And then how do we lean into that in an authentic way? Because there's also a lot of skepticism. There's this sense in which you know, humor and, and uh, memes and digital culture has sort of in some cases put a wedge between them. We saw in one study we did a few years ago, about a year and a half ago, where um, young people said they sometimes think older adults don't understand the humor or the, the world that they're living in. They, they want to live their faith in the real world, and yet they're concerned that those around them aren't, aren't sort of the Christians around them, the older Christians don't get it, don't, don't get the real issues that they're facing. They're trying to be overprotective. And so I think um, at its best, we can really understand that relationships are that catalyst through which some of these some of this discipleship and formation and education can happen. And, uh, and, and we ourselves as older adults have to be ready to be changed by those relationships too. It's not just a one-way street. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, it's interesting because so much of what you're sharing really our findings in ACSI's Flourishing Schools research has found much of the same just in terms of things like mentorship and Christ-like teachers even community engagement, you know, being involved with the adults and, and the different people in your community, that those are actually correlated with significantly higher rates of alumni reporting that they're continuing to walk with God. So just that sense of, you know, how do you actually walk out your faith? How, how is it modeled? How is it mediated through relationships? How are people formed through relationships? And, you know, just like in our research, I think also in the open generation, there are a few, you know, sort of yes, but findings. And so in our research specifically, one of those was the construct of questioning. We found that Christian school students are often uh, questioning their faith. They might view Christians as judgmental and they might not have time to read or pray. Um, and of course, no adults experience that whatsoever. That's only only students, right? Um, but obviously, obviously joking, but I'm just curious, what did you find in these areas? What are those yes, but findings? And, and what are some of the implications for Christian schools and where they could go next? Well, I think 
most of our history and research here at Barna is a, a lot of yes, but actually. Um, and I think some of the most compelling research are times when we're able to confirm some things that might sound true and, and, and are true, uh, best as we can tell through the research, but they have another sort of story to them or some sort of qualification. I think the very best researchers sort of have, have learned to admit the limitations of their research or the limitations of what uh, what we learn. It's never as simple a story as I think uh, sometimes we we set out to tell. And so, for example, we find that this generation is actually much more open to spirituality, much more open to Christianity than we could have expected. The idea is that this generation is largely secular and doesn't care and, and you know, is em embracing uh, pr primarily or exclusively kind of a, a nihilistic or secular mindset it's just not it's just not true they're very open to spirituality but there's also ways in which they're um they're really struggling with what it means to 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 live as faithful christians and what does it mean to to follow jesus i mean we found lots of examples where there's high regard for jesus they believe that he was crucified but fewer believe that he was sort of rose again um and and even among Christian young christians there's sometimes this like yeah we believe in jesus but we're not really sure what that means for our life today um, we, we also saw some of these areas where um, they have a high regard for Jesus in terms of his character, but much less regard for Christians that they know. Uh, they're, they're much more likely to see Jesus as, um, but much more likely to say Jesus is kind and, and open and, and, you know, loving and, and you know, still sort of the, uh, view him as a, as a deity, but also um, they see Christians as much more likely to be judgmental and hypocritical and, and you know, some of those kinds of tensions that they find working themselves out. Um, but I think it's important to, to realize um, one of the consistent themes we've been seeing in this open generation research and some other studies is that this generation, um, they're, they're, I think, wrestling with a, a more holistic set of questions. Um, I, I, I love this emerging generation. I'm a big advocate and proponent for them because I think, again, we sometimes do them a disservice by sort of oversimplifying their life or the ways we present the gospel, but they're they're interested in understanding that, that Christianity is both true and good. Um, we saw this in the research really clearly. Uh, they, they, they want to understand that Christianity is good. Uh, part of their openness is that they want to understand that it's good for, you know, the world, for their communities, for their friends, for work, for relationships, for life, for sexuality. And um, not just that it's simply true. Now, we need to convey the truth of these ideas that Christianity is true in every way that it that it that it is you know kind of the fundamental reality of the universe uh, but we also have to understand that they're looking to see that it's good and that it's beautiful and that it works in the world and uh, I think uh, the sort of both and generation is a really good thing and then just sort of like one final note that um, this notion that it's an open generation I think could be really inspiring and should be very inspiring to us as as leaders in Christian education um, I think that one of the biggest challenges we have is that we have a very uh, closed-fisted church. We have people who are maybe closed-minded at, at worst, at least really skeptical. Um, we should be skeptical of the world and of the work of Satan in the world and, you know, sort of the, the flesh, uh, you know, sort of like we have these adversaries in our world that we have to be really uh, savvy and, and concerned about. Um, but I think that what is happening with this generation is they're sort of responding to the kind of fear-based things that happen within Christian within the Christian community. And they're saying, we want our faith to, to really matter in the real world. If Jesus matters in, in any place of life, he should matter in all the places of life. 
And um, I think this open generation could help sort of release the power of God. Um, they're open to the working of God. They're open to prayer. They're open to, to, to supernatural activities. They're open to miracles. Um, and I think, I think those are really powerful and important things for the church to sort of like say, we're not just going to like deign to educate you, but we're going to actually partner with what God is opening you to. And, um, and that I think then could become something of a, a real way in which they find their great purpose in the Lord and in, in the Christian community in the days and months to come. Well, David, thanks so much for spending just a few minutes with me today. I wish we had more time to unpack some of these findings as they're coming out, but I know I've been very inspired. I've been very encouraged, particularly as I think of Christian school leaders and their work with their teams, their school missions to really engage this current generation in very meaningful and powerful ways. And we'll actually share more information on how to learn more about the study and access the three journals so leaders can go more deeply into the findings. We'll make sure that our leaders have that so they can dig deeper. So David, thank you so much again. Absolutely. And what you do for Christian education, both at ACSI and for those who are uh, listening in, it matters so much. It matters more now than ever uh, in light of the last couple of years and all the changes we've been through, the hunger in this generation. Let's be ready to ask the Lord to fan into flames the spiritual gifts of this generation through our work. And uh, just to encourage you, it's a it's a challenging time, but a fun one as God is bringing, I think, new trends, new opportunities, uh, and should open up open us up to what God is doing in this new generation. And for our listeners, thanks for joining us today as well. Please be sure to check the notes on this podcast for additional resources and references related to today's conversation. Podcast notes can always be found on the ACSI blog at blog.acsi.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the blog again at blog.acsi.org, or you can also subscribe on iTunes. While you're there, rate or review the show and spread the word on social media. Thanks for all that you do to move Christian education forward. 